Halloween, be sure you're all wearing McDonald's trick-or-treat safety cups. Children should be seen and not hurt. Back to Big D's and Big Blake's Super Saturday Night Extravaganza. Big D's, JB's Saturday Night Movie Extravaganza. We're coming live from the big monster truck extravaganza <laughs> where we're inhaling a lot of methane and carbon monoxide. Come on down. <laughs> this is real fun. <laughs> Never went to a monster truck rally. I almost did, and it was one of the. I have a lot of worst things um, you know we, we joke with, with there's a whole other side gag that my father would always take me to things and we'd leave horribly early cause we wanted to, <laughs> and you, you, you kind of uh, bust my balls about it where like he st- I went to the Ringling Brothers circus and we left before it ended because his thing is like he wants to leave before the crowds sure so Yankee games or baseball understand- games understandable you know we'd leave during the seventh inning stretch they're getting killed they're not gonna come back let's go so he wants to you know <laughs> uh, we went to see freaking uh, WWF at the time it was called uh, World Wrestling Federation, and we went to see that the title card was like freaking Hulk Hogan versus uh, The Undertaker. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the night, Hulk uh, did his own fight with like Rick Rice, got kicked his ass. Undertaker did it with somebody else, and then we left before the title card. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the biggest thing for me was Return of the Fucking Jedi. We saw that in the second run theater, which was a shout back to uh, last week's Batman cast. Yeah. And we left when freaking, um, what's his face? Uh, Akbar. Oh, Admiral Ackbar. Yeah, trap, yeah. yeah. When, you, when, you, when, they're, when they're plotting and scheming. I'm like, Dad, they're not even going to the dust night. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Man, that is early. Yeah, I know. He's like, let's go. And then, you know, it's like I got home. I was like, what the fuck? What's the point of even going to see the damn thing? If, you know, that if, like, that, that's, that's astonishing. And that's know. like you finally get into the whole point of the movie. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. I, I, to this day, I still I bust his balls. You know, like, and, and, you know, we go see, like, a, a play, and it's the same thing. Like, we're leaving, like, well, we left. I went and saw saw, saw a wrong number. Uh, no, dial in for murder. And it was um, what's his face uh, who passed away? Who's from all the Planet of the Apes movies? British uh, Black Hole. Rod Rod Stur- Not Rod 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 Rodney McDowell. McDowell. Yeah. yeah, he he was in it. It was great. And then like you know, right when the curtain went down, before the applause, my dad's like, "Let's go!" <laughs> 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 Dad, 
bad. This is going to be an on because I'm going to come back out. And, oh, oh. I was like, oh. Uh, oh, you know what? I wanted to make a correction from last week. We did Batman. Uh, that was our one-year anniversary epic. Yeah, our epic, epic podcast. It was uh, Tim Burton's Batman. You're probably still listening to it because <laughs> it's so freaking long. And then it's funny that we didn't even freaking cover. We didn't, we didn't even get that. We didn't get said. to everything. And that's what I mean. It did take us an hour to get to the cast because we were reminiscing about like, uh, you remember this time? <laughs> uh, I wanted to make a correction that I did say that uh, Batman was a perfect movie. And I want to make the, the delineation because you and I call things perfect movies. And we cite, like, Invasion of the Body Snatchers yeah, or yeah. other things. And I meant, in this example, I meant Batman was a perfect movie where it was, like, a perfect envisioning of what Tim Burton had in his mind. And then I was saying that I think that uh, what he was doing, that people will find fault with it because it's too much like a, a comic book movie and envision. So I wanted to make a, a little delineation that it's not like what you and I call like a perfect script. Yeah, yeah. That's completely because we I can easily find faults with it as well. Like you yeah, can. Yeah. So I wanted to make the distinction that I'm not throwing that up there because what we call sometimes these like Back to the Future or these movies yeah, that are perfect yeah, yeah. scripts. Yeah, that's not that. So that was all. So once I got that done... Um, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, monster trucks. Oh, monster trucks. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember my my aunt, her boyfriend was gonna take me, and it was all like, you know, uh, Uncle, I, um, I forget his name. I don't Akbar. think she. Yeah, Uncle Akbar <laughs> was gonna take. He's like, it's a trap! and I was like, Dad, but Dad, he can't really see driving because his eyes are off, off to the sides. How can he see the? Tr-? But um, some it fell through. He can see. Don't worry. About <laughs> yeah, it. Just don't worry. You just go with him. Go with him. Don't let him touch you. Uh, we were gonna go, and I got all excited because the time who didn't mid 80s who didn't yeah, li- watch Big like Foot. fucking Bigfoot and Gravedigger they had a cartoon they had yeah, yeah. toys I mean that was mass marketing Gravedigger oh, and I still to this day I love Gravedigger that, that. and Bigfoot was freaking huge and uh, I mean there was even these. remember the show with the uh, hot rod that turned into there was a Saturday morning cartoon where the, the kid uh, who the fuck knows how but he yeah he, he would turn into a car yeah when he was hot he turned into like a his face would keep turning like to a Corvette or a red car or a Ferrari and then when he got cold he turned back to like a teenager and that was his fucking plight which is horrible but the bad guy <laughs> Uh, who I think it, was it is a plight. It's a horrible one too. Like you know, Jesus, you start getting sweaty like and also a gym a car class. is a big thing. Yeah, you it's kill a large people, item. You know, and then God forbid if you got your sweetheart in in you. I don't mean that it's disgusting, but she's sitting like in the car, and then you know it starts raining out, and you turn back into yourself. You're gonna kill her. <laughs> Good point. You know, it's like how many girls are, is he going through, or animals for Christ's sakes? You know, he has something in his trunk. It's like you know that's gonna probably kill Eesh. you too. Yeah. Uh, I think the bad guy in that was like a grave diggerish kind of a thing, and it was voiced by probably like Frank Frank Welker because he had that like Doctor Claw like <laughs> kind of a uh, you never saw him or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So monster trucks were huge back then. Monster trucks were big time. Uh, I mean that's like it's so I weird. Never they went, I never saw one. I remember going to the beach and like having Grave Digger, and you could go in and like that's freaking awesome. I've never seen your picture inside Grave Digger or something. Did you go? Uh, how did you get up it? They had just a big ladder like or a stairs ladder or something, or maybe it was next to it. I don't remember. Maybe I, it's like the stairs, like when you get to an airplane. They had like one of those kind of stairs yeah, you'd walk yeah. up because I can't see you ha- them letting a five year old go up like a freaking ladder. That kind of seems rather dangerous. Imagine uh, all the dirt because the, most of the time, a lot of times it was like indoors. Yeah, it was like an arena, was, like yeah. like Madison Square Garden or something. So imagine like having to ship all that, put all that dirt in, and then all those cars, and then clean all that wagon, dirt, out. you know. And then you have the ones where they're like. Um, they're, they're like transformers and they're breathing fire and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, that was that was big. Or the crazy tractor pulls where I, I never really fully understood that where you'd have like a, uh, it was like a weight and it would start off kind of low and then as they would go, the weight would move up the, the thing they're towing so then it would get harder for it to pull and it would kind of stop and all the mishaps where the freaking wheel would fly <laughs> off, kill a thousand people, you know? It's almost like dirt bikes. There's that people who like are into dirt bike racing yeah. and you see the dirt bike. I think that's called something, not just like dirt biking, but when they're racing and 
kind of like you're saying a yeah. big arena and they're just going around and around and one guy falls and everybody dies because they all trip over him like going over uh, rides but we digress we, we, we didn't even start gressing to begin <laughs> with <laughs> welcome to uh, Big D's and uh, and JB's JB's uh, uh, Saturday Movie Sleepovers uh, I'm Big D Dion Bai, Big Daddy <laughs> I'm JB J Blake J Blake um, uh, we are now post one year one year plus uh, in, a, in, in two weeks yeah, uh, we're uh, late we're, Saturday we're night. Now we've crossed that finish that hump. Yeah, the one year hump. Now we got to just keep it going and, and keep it strong. And we've and decided to do something really, what I think is really exciting for October. We are in October now, and we've we're, we've decided to just say, hey, you know what? We don't have a life as it is. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just take every Saturday night in October got and plenty of much, we got plenty of free time. Yeah, let's we'll screw our loved ones, and we're gonna just every night have a sleepover where, where we're. Going back and forth from uh, Blake's parents' house to my parents' house, which is kind of a trek because since we live in the New York City area, we have to yeah. either go to Albany or we have to go <laughs> up, to New, up to New Haven every weekend to, to stay over. And we're doing uh, four horror movies for the five weeks of October. Yeah, because there's five. There's five. We're gonna, we might slip something in. Yeah, that, there's a that special we week. have. Yeah, that we might. We might slip something to, special in there. But at the same time, it's like we're, we're we're giving you so much. Let's hope we don't get. They don't like Jesus, guys. It's like well, uh, you know, that's the, been the, the that's been the. Uh, it's been the thing that at least I've wrestled with for a long time is that, you know, I'm a big horror fan and, I, and you're a horror fan as well. And there's been like this balance of we want to do some horror, but we don't want to do too much horror and this and that. And um, last year we found ourselves for the holiday season being very themed. We did horror movies for October. We did Thanksgiving movie for Thanksgiving. And it worked, I think. We did Christmas movies for Christmas. And that even carried over to like. Uh we did some summer movies. We did like a Labor Day movie in like July <laughs> for summer, and then we did. Uh, yeah, we tried to we tried to be topical in terms of you know, uh, time of year and whatnot. And uh, everybody even did like uh, for some reason um, uh, Willy Wonka for me is always Easterish, and we might even we might we might have done that around Easter. For, that's correct. They always they always played that like Thanksgiving <clears throat> or Easter, like you know, in USA. But my point is, you know, being horror fans and me being like a real horror like fanatic. Uh, Elongating the word "fan" to its full potential yeah. of fanatic. Your actual fanatic. <laughs> I always thought that we've, weird. Al- we've always thought that. Like at least I've always felt like, you know, we can't. We're not getting enough horror in, but we don't want to be known as a horror cast. So oh, but at the same so time, so this is a this is a good opportunity for us to have a have a push a, out a, a bunch a, of horror. Yeah, and shit them out. <laughs> uh, I just <clears> meant that I, I don't want them to get too much of us. Like like we're getting too friendly. Like you know, we come over and then we just won't leave. You know, we're like, yeah, the party's over, and we're still sitting on the couch eating all the chips, and we're just like, hey, we're still here. Uh, what are we going to do now? Well, that's the thing. I mean, we've been getting a lot of requests, a segue. and uh, This is actually a request. And this is actually a request. That's that's a, so, so, so to start our, our month-long Halloween uh, extravaganza. Horror, horror extravaganza, we worked extravaganza in a lot into this particular episode. Because we're fanatics. And I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is actually our first request, but we've been getting a lot of requests, and... Uh, it's hard because we have so many. Like, there's so many good. There's so many movies to do in so little time. And that's time. kind of another reason why we ended up doing uh, for this month because you know we we love horror and we love just movies in general, but we do put this out bi weekly, twice a yeah, month. So yeah. it's kind of hard where we've already we've already got like a, a, our VH tapes stacked in a such a way that we're already into like January. I know. I think I we know. are. We we literally have stuff already in February in the queue for like you know of what we want to do. So especially because like we were just saying with the holidays coming up, we like to try to be themed. So it kind of restricts us a little bit. But uh, 
Yeah, so we're going uh, balls out yeah. for for October. We're gonna do because it's also like I don't know for you. I know you're a big like sp- you spring guy. I like fall, winter, and spring. Yeah. Summer I can give or take. See, the I'm only a good big, thing about I'm a big summer. fall, autumn. I love it's my, it's my yeah. shit. You know, I'm mean, so. changing the leaves. We live in the Northeast. It's, it's the foliage is nice, and then you know the only reason I like summer is just because of the women wear scantily clad. <laughs> you know? But it's always like. Spring's always the best for that because yeah. they're like ready to bust it out. Yeah, like they've been waiting all. Yeah. Like it's it's only sixty five degrees. Fuck <laughs> it, I'm gonna wear a g string, and you're like, okay. But it's <laughs> sometimes it sucks because it could be such a cold winter, and then on a drop of a hat, summer comes. You only get like a week or a day of spring. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you can get. Well, cheated. that's the shame is that autumn and spring are so short. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure so, there've been songs written about it. So autumn is a it's a wonderful, magical, mysterious time. Yeah, and, everything's uh, we're celebrating it with some with a lot of with a lot of talking about movies. Yeah, and so like we said, we've been getting requests, and this is I guess our first official request coming to us from Jordan Lettner. Is it really? I hope official? I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, I hope you didn't butcher his name. Like my Lightner, name. Lightner, Lettner. Yeah, I mean, I grew up. My name's Dion Baia. I've got Dion Baia, Dijon. But no, uh, people think I'm black now when they meet me because. <laughs> I Dion remember. Is no longer. Yeah, <laughs> this is see. This is going back. <laughs> That's funny because <clears throat> when uh, Dion used to be an Italian Irish name. Go back. <laughs> I remember uh, right before we met, before we entered college, and we got like the sheets of paper saying who our roommate was yeah, going to be. Yeah, freshman. Yeah, yeah. Like the summer before we would go into college for our freshman year of college, and uh, I showed it to my friends. They're like, they're like, oh, you got a black dude. Wow. I was like, there was nothing wrong with that, yeah. but it was like. You have to also have to understand that, like, my high school was bigger than our college. Yeah, like, you had my high school was huge. What, what's it? And there was literally Shenandoah. Was I right? Shenandoah. Just yeah. shitting that one right out. <laughs> I was thinking like I was naming some old John Wayne western. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the to, to Shen to, to the Shen alum. I mean, it was like this. a freaking. It was a my, complex, our, right? my graduating class was bigger than our graduating class of college. How, and it how, was how gi- big was your? I don't remember numbers. But mine was, was three thirteen, which is it's weird. Um, but and all that and all that. That, those many people, we literally had like five black kids in school. Wow. Yeah, so, well, upstate, yeah, so they thought I was going to be black. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that all the time. I went, I went um, where I work and uh, I was introduced to Reverend Al Sharpton. And Reverend Al Sharpton, like, uh, they're like, this is Dion. And he goes to shake my hand and he goes, Dion. And he steps back and he looks me up and down and goes, all right, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> like he couldn't grasp. was like, sorry, Mr. Sharpton. But it's so, an Italian Irish name. As we digress. So yes, uh, we hope we we we, we pronounced um, Jordan's name correctly. Yeah. but he he gave us a perfect uh, one to usher in the ho- Halloween season. Because yeah, we've well, kind that's of the thing is you give us requests, then we got to figure out how to fit them into the schedule, and as well as we want to have a diversity because you know we don't want to do the same horror movie because believe it or not, there's diverse horror movies. So it's like we don't want to do the, the f- two or four of the same. And so we were actually planning this f- four weeks of of horror uh, before this. And then the request came and I was like, that's a good one for us to do. And I said, no, it scares me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> let's get into this now. Yeah. Okay. So uh, as you, thank you for downloaded en- this, enjoying, uh, you thank you for, 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 uh, for uh, patronizing us again. Yes. Thanks for, for checking in. We have, we've been getting a lot of new listeners yes. uh, recently. Uh, so welcome. 
and uh, feel free to contact us. We are taking requests uh, as much as we can. So thank you very much. And uh, here is our first request. So uh, today, I'm sure if you've downloaded it or you've listened to it, you know what we're doing. But we're doing 1988's remake of The Blob. Wow. Directed by uh, Chuck Russell. Chuck Russell, who uh, doesn't have like a whole lot of credits to his name. But no. his like, first, uh, as a director anyway, is Nightmare on Elm Street. Part three. Was he just kind of coming Dream off of this? Warriors? Because in Dream Warriors around That's like eighty like seven, yeah. Because yeah. I remember then, that was then the like, big. There's a jump into like nineteen ninety four. He did the mask with Jim Carrey. Maybe he was just ri- <coughs> living off the residuals of this movie and uh, Dream ninety six uh, Eraser. Uh, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. That to me, uh, in in the in the world of Schwarzenegger dumb, is probably the last movie before I think, in my personal opinion, uh, Arnold jumped the shark with his yeah, movies. Because yeah. after that, I saw that in Your the theater. Luggage. Yeah, and then after that, it's like end of days, and I was like, "What the fuck is end of days?" Oh yeah, I think we saw that at the movies. We might have saw that. We laughed at that movie. Uh, That that might have been like one of the last uh, appearances of like Rod Stagger, which is so so sad. He also directed the Scorpion King with the the sequel to the to yeah the the mummies. But uh, he also worked kind of in other uh, jobs. He's an executive producer of the movie Hell Night. Yeah, where he met eighty one. Where he he met Frank Darabont, who co-wrote this movie. Yeah. and he was a producer on Back to School in 86. Which keeps coming up because we we've been bringing up Danny Elfman <laughs> in the past casts and, um, you know, Oingo, uh, Oingo Boingo. And, uh, yeah, and it's this time, this time of the season where kids are going back to school. Yeah. Uh, just uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun in 85. And he wrote... Girls Just Want to Have Fun, the Jessica, uh, the Jessica Parker, Sarah Jessica Parker movie. I believe so. Wow, yeah, yeah okay. But he also wrote a, f- a favorite of yours, Dreamscape. Uh, Chuck Russell wrote Dreamscape. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. And he's labeled as an associate producer, but associate producer, you never know what that really means. That's probably something we're definitely going to, at some point, oh, yeah. we'll down, get the, to that one. down the annals of Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers, we'll, uh, we'll cover that bad boy. That's so, another freaky So he's, he's been kicking around, but this is a... Uh, so this is probably, what, his only second the I believe direct, it, I believe it's the second directed movie. Uh, and that's pretty ballsy and for them to give him Dream Warrior, because Dream Warrior was pretty successful. They had like a... Uh, they had kind of like a... Uh, I remember the... They had a lot of featurettes that you'd see on HBO or regular television, and then they had like a uh, a music video on MTV that kind of was with it. It was a big deal because also Craven came back to write that one. Ah, uh, and that one's really fucked up, isn't it? The one at the beginning where like that's how you kind of get the semi origins of Freddy Krueger, where his mother's like raped in like uh, an insane asylum. I don't know if that's that one. Oh, okay, I'm thinking maybe that might be like. That might be like four or five. I plan for this month of October to actually go back. My wife's favorite. Um, that's my wife's favorite. Uh, series. Series is the Freddy movies. Well, she likes the Halloweens too. But I have never seen really the Halloweens after like five. And then the Freddies after maybe like two. They're all like jumbled into one for me. I've seen the new Nightmare, which is quite good. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen all the Jasons. The new Nightmare is a movie that's like better in memory than it is in reality. Or am I thinking, what's the one where it's the... it's. Uh, the lo- the last one where it's like they're actors. That's that's the new diamond. Okay, okay, okay. I quite like that. One. <coughs> the, I like the yeah, idea. It's an, of awesome, it. awesome concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you always remember it being like kind of better than it actually is. Although there is some really cool shit in that movie, so I shouldn't. Uh, uh, I don't well, mean to put it disparaging. Down. <laughs> no, I actually like it. It's yeah, one of my yeah. favorite of the series. Uh, this movie, The Blob, came out in August of 1988, and uh, it didn't really do that well. It kind of like lo- like a lot of remakes. Sadly, I don't know if it was publicity or whatever. Same thing with John Carpenter's The Thing. They kind of just like, oh, they're kind of duds. And I don't think it, it didn't gro- end up grossing. It only grossed like, say, I don't know, say $9 million or something like that. I it, could see it being a tough sell. And Although, it cost 19 to make, so it didn't really make its money back. But I think now, in retrospect, it's kind of been 
given a kind of a it has a kind of a cult following now. And I gotta admit, it is a good remake. It's pretty, you it's know, pretty awesome. And it's pretty good in the sense where uh, it's not just a remake in name. Where I kind of sometimes I fault that where it's like you remake a movie and it's like why are you even calling it this yeah, movie? Yeah. Where you take the thing, John Carpenter's the thing. You take uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the '78 movie. Uh, those and maybe even I guess Scorsese's Cape Fear were they're remakes, but they actually hit some of the same plot points, yeah, yeah. and that's what I love. If you're able to work in, uh, you know, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, if you're able to work in, yeah, you know, you hit it's like there's a fine line between, you know, just doing the exact same movie again, and you're like, it's like Psycho, the yeah, freaking Gus and Van it's Zandt. like why, yeah, and shot then there's the and there's the then there's the part of like. It's a remake, and you go too far well, your, you your own way, and then you feel like, what, then well, how is this a remake? So there is a fine line where you've got to hit, hit that sweet spot yeah. where you're not just making the exact same movie again, but you're being faithful enough that it feels like it is a kind of an update. Yeah, and I feel like we, we, we did one already uh, in, our, in our backlog of something that they were hitting the same kind of Let's see, the well, beats. We, did, we did the thing. Uh, yeah, no, but it was something else. Uh, there's a lot of, for some reason, when, when we were watching this movie, it was making me recollect a lot of the movies we'd done this past year, and I was thinking, like, oh, that's, like, oh, like also the home, the town they live in here, this Arborville. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it kind of reminded me, I think, of maybe, um, uh, not Little Monsters, what's the, uh, the Monster Squad? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it kind of felt like, you know, remember the, 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 the Fogs town? That John Carpenter's The Fog? Yeah, it kind of yeah. felt like the, it, this was one of those towns that are right over, right near, you know? Uh, also, for me, it, it, it brought up like uh, Creepshow Two, you know, the, you know the raft, yeah, uh, yeah little yeah. short of Creepshow Two. I felt like maybe this is part of the blob that got away, <laughs> and is now living in that lake, and uh, you know, maybe it's turned yeah. black because it's sludgy. <laughs> so, you, I mean, you have. I think we should start before we get like you know way into this. I think we should start with like your story about this movie. Uh, I think that's important. That's an important part of this cast. Yeah, growing up. Uh, I had an affinity for horror, but a lot of the older horror movies, like uh, one of my earliest memories of, of various movies, I remember seeing um, Vincent Price's like the, the Last Man on Earth, uh, which is the homage to the Richard Matheson movie. So, and then like I grew up, I liked seeing a lot of the '50s horror movies. Matheson I loved the book. Un- the Matheson book, I am legend. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, and uh, I, you know, the Universal movies were a huge part of my growing up, and my existence, and you know, the '50s uh, movies. So, when this movie came out, for some reason, my father took me to see this. And I remember it being the daytime. And it was actually the first uh, movie I saw at the theater that I took you to a ton of times, which they've actually just torn down. Uh, they, they, it was like one of these multiplexes. And uh, I forget what the name of the uh, Cineplex, maybe? Or what's the name of the, the big... It was one of these big chains that wasn't Hoyts yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they just knocked it down, and now it's a, it's a parking lot for the like the Gazanka Plex. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know why, because yeah. this thing is this thing was a eight or ten cinema theater, and then it came. It must have oh, they must have opened it in like eighty seven, eighty eight. This was the first movie I saw there, and then like in the nineties they started only playing like four movies there, but just double screenings and everything. I'm like, what the hell is the point? If you have eight things, why are you playing four? Yeah, yeah. So my memory of this is first time to a new theater. It was like the middle of the day. And I don't remember, there wasn't a lot of people in the theater. And for some reason as well, I was like, Dad, can I go sit by myself? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I sat like closer to the screen. And this movie came on. And this movie scared the fucking piss out of me. I mean, scared the bejesus out of me. I was, what, I guess, eight or nine when I saw this movie because it came out in 88. Yeah. And uh, 
I've never seen this movie until we just watched it. So I've only watched it once. So that was, what, fucking 28 <laughs> years ago or maybe, yeah. or 27 years ago. And it's weird where the movie frightened me so much where I, I didn't, I've kind of not wanted to go back and revisit it because it was so horrifying. And then it was funny then rewatching it with you tonight. I remember every plot point and everyone's death perfectly so it wasn't like i forgot a lot i remember yeah. how everyone died i remember how all this stuff happened so and i've only seen it once but i can yeah. recollect every single person's death and it was so scary and i think it was because it must be a testament of how good the effects were and i knew what the blob was and that was probably the reason why i'd seen the blob on television and yeah, i'd yeah. seen the invasion the of the body yeah the original steve mcqueen movie yeah. and i'd seen invasion of the body snatchers i'd seen the remake of invasion of the body snatchers before this that scared the shit out of me yeah, too yeah. so my father was like shit you know he's seen those let's let me that <laughs> I'm going to scar him for life. And uh, I think it was a testament to how good uh, at the time, and I think to a certain extent how it holds up, these special effects are. I mean, this is like almost apples and oranges, the old movie versus how they yeah, kind of yeah. updated it. You know, And I'm a big fan of the original. I've seen the original quite a few times, and semi-recently as well. And it's just so cool how they just, it's like John Carpenter's The Thing, or like I said, The Invasion of the Hatchers, where they yeah. take the original and they update it, not only like we're saying the same, uh, plot points, but they're actually updating it for the time as well, yeah, which is yeah. really great. So yeah, this movie scared the fucking shit out of me, scarred me, and then I've I've actually kind of pushed away seeing it all these years. So watching it this time, uh, did it like exercise any of those demons for yeah, you? Yeah, uh, yeah, it did. It did. It wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, but I was like cringing because I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember what each what was going to happen to each person so i was kind of like Aah. i was like oh okay, okay that wasn't that bad ah, that wasn't <laughs> that bad. Ah. so i didn't i didn't literally wet the bed but i was i was quite scared and then you know it's weird too because it's weird to see like a young mind seeing stuff versus you now and it's you know the movie's only an hour and a half and it moves really really yeah, quickly yeah. you know so it, it flows very well so i i, I really enjoyed it I'm and that's the end of the cast <laughs> all right thanks for listening thanks for listening uh, no, I loved it. I remember seeing it, uh, you see it in probably on video Okay, back in the 80s. Um, we talk a little bit about videos and several casts and the right, my right aid stories. And stuff Once upon a time, kids. <laughs> um, so I remember, I remember seeing it, and then I feel like I watched it, I don't know, within the last 15 years. And... Uh, was like, man, this is really great. But then watching it this time, like I didn't, I didn't see like, unlike you, for some reason, I didn't remember a lot of like the the serious plot points. You remember a lot of like the gore moments. Well, that thing that know? was it. Me, since I remembered the deaths, yeah, and I am familiar with the original quite a, so it it kind of does follow. But you don't the same. Re- like for me, it was like I remember the set piece. I don't re- necessarily remember like what character was involved. Oh yeah, you know, like the the. Like I remember the old man dying. I remember that the, you know the discovery underneath the the the, uh, the blanket. I remember the other guy trying to make out with the girl in the car. Yeah, I remember yeah. the the whole the whole sequence, which played perfectly for me as an eight or nine year old, where uh, the uh, dishwasher cook is killed in the bathroom. She runs into the phone booth. She's calling yeah, up a yeah, freaking, the and then the guy thing. floats by, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like in the theater, like, oh my god, it's him. And I I made the correlation then, probably because there's the sheriff badge, so I made the correlation that it's who he's going. So I. For years, I thought that was a brilliant device, yeah, yeah. and then of course, when the guy, the uh, you, you makes you wonder though, like if you if they cut out a scene involving the sheriff, oh his death, because it is like you do see the badge, but 
it's so a great it's, surprise. It's clear. Though. It's a great reveal. It's clear, but you wonder if there was maybe a scene of like him driving up to the diner at some point. Well, they do, and say, then it cuts away. They say he's on. He like he went to the diner. They, they do say that there was a couple of deleted scenes here, and there's different alternate uh, alternate kills for the two guys um, who died, Paul and his other friend uh, Eddie. Uh, which is funny because there's a uh, Connecticut pizzeria in Hamden called Paul and Eddie's. Uh, so there's, I guess, alternate deaths and maybe gorier deaths for them, which maybe you could see like on maybe TV versions as well. There's yeah, a yeah. couple deleted I scenes think, of her well, that, running through the diner, which is right around there. Those characters and uh, specifically, I think this is like kind of a, this is one of those little things about this script that I think is kind of brilliant is that they're, in my mind, they're pulling a little bit of like a psycho Janet Lee thing. Like you really, you're setting up that. Uh, oh, the Paul. That Paul is going to be like the hero of this movie, which I'm calling the poor man's Andrew McCarthy kind of. He for me, he looked like. Um, and it's also, uh, I don't think we've ever mentioned it before, but um, for everybody listening out there, one of my favorite TV series of all time, and it's something that I rediscovered in the last I don't know five years, is Twenty One Jump Street. Does that perfect strangers? <laughs> Perfect Strangers is another one. That you rediscover. (laughs) That I rediscover. But 21 Jump Street, amazing, amazing television. Yeah. Minus season five. The last season is not great. Um, And Forrest gets a little wonky. And basically the the premise of that is just the the cops young enough to look like amazing. they go back to... Amazing plot. And and maybe someday we'll do something involving 21 Jump Street because I could talk about... Not the movies. No, not the movies. But maybe we'll do like a... The series. Like the pilot or something. And there's a lot of famous... Besides Take Johnny Depp. Well, that's what I'm saying is there's just all these... um, Every week you have to have new teenagers... In the in the show because they're going from school to school. It sounds like like a uh, a Miami Vice for young people. It kind of was uh, like Brad Pitt's in an episode. Yeah. Jason Priestley shows up in a bunch of in a couple of episodes. You know, there's a lot of uh, familiar faces. And for me, the minute watching watching this because this is '88, I think Twenty One Jump Street started in started in '87. Yeah, went for on for five years. The minute you see uh, Paul and Eddie and Eddie. Was it Eddie? Yeah, Paul. Uh, 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 Donovan uh, Leach. Leach is Paul. And uh, Eddie is um, Ricky Douglas, Paul. Douglas Emerson. Uh, Eddie Beckner. Huh. No? I thought it was Ricky Paul Golden and Scott. Anyway. Anyway. Whoever the two, the two, those two football players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul, and whoever the other guy is, both those guys are in Twenty One Jump Street. So, and they probably have I don't, substantial I don't, roles for each episode. Yeah, right? and I don't think they're in the same episode. But as soon as the those two characters came on, I'm like, hey, those guys are in <laughs> like they're immediately familiar to me. They're getting some work. Um, but you're right; they set them up to be. You're right. There is the, especially not so much the Eddie guy or the guy that gets killed in the car, but yeah, yeah. the Paul guy turns out to be kind of a prick. He, uh, you're right. You kind of like think he's gonna. You know, so it's a surprise that he gets it. He gets off right because he seems like he seems like a good dude. Eh. You know, eh. well, it doesn't seem like that bad. I mean, his friend seems like more of a dick than yeah, he does. I, yeah, I guess because when they're in the pharmacy and he's like, "Come on, let's go." I, well, get I think he condoms. just doesn't want to. I got rid of it. He just didn't. He wanted to go on his date. Oh, okay. Was, like, seemed like looking at nail Shawnee Smith. Yeah, I thought he was <laughs> just trying to get some tail and get the hell out of there. Um, but it did. So we set up that uh, it does feel like he's going to be our our hero. Yeah. And, and I think they kind of... Uh, and spoiler alert. He dies. He's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they kind of did pretty cool. They've kind of split the Steve McQueen character from the original and turned him into these two 
you know, these two tough guys, one who you think is an asshole, who turns out to be a nice guy, and then this other guy who's like a nice guy, to me kind of seemed like a little of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you're right, and then they just kill him off, and she can only but fall back on uh, Kevin Dillon, who to me, again, has a very uh, 80s Kevin Bacon thing going on at the time, you know. I guess. Around tremors or, you know. I, I mean, his, 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 I mean, we, his sweet the, ele- the elephant in the room. <laughs> his, his, his mullet. This is that, I don't even, I, I don't well, even know, but listen, it's sweet. We, it's a, it is, a, it's a monster of a mullet. Oh, we, we've it doesn't even about, look like his real hair. We've talked about mullets, funny enough. Uh, we've brought them up before in, in Hard Target because uh, uh, Van Damme's doing some sort of thing where it looks like he's got long hair, but then he's he's taking like hair gel and slicking the sides back, so yeah, it, yeah. it's it's so it it's all falls in a mullet style. And you know, I have a huge affinity for Richard Dean Anderson and MacGyver, and I kind of argue sometimes he doesn't have a mullet, but sometimes it's inescapable when his hair's short on top. It kind of does, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think he was able to get away away from it in later seasons. But this guy here, Kevin Dillon, who have, I've for some reason have only ever really seen, was he an entourage? He's an entourage. Okay, yeah. I've only aside from that seen him being John Densmore in the Oliver Stone Doors movie. Oh yeah, um, and brother of Ke- of uh, yeah of, of Matt, Matt Dillon, yeah, Matt Dillon. and who I see, you know, he's kind of weird looking, like I'm, you know, I mean, maybe because he's just young, but uh, it all kind of worked for me. But yeah, he's. He's uh, he's got an interesting character here too uh, as a, f- a flag, and there seems to be a lot of um, kind of references to like the stand, and maybe because what's his face, who's a huge Stephen King fan, uh, oh, Frank Darabont. D- Darabont, and also Darabont went to go and do he did Green Mile, The Mist, uh, he might have done Shawshank, Shawshank yeah. and then he went on to do The Walking Dead. So you see a lot of guys from The Walking Dead as well uh, that that the show sheriff. up here, the sheriff, uh, Herb Dale in Walking Dead, yeah. Um, What's his name? Herb is played by um, G- Jeffrey uh, D. Munn, and uh, Herb is a reference to the jazz musician Herb Geller, uh, saxophonist. I guess that's how they named him. And I think I like him. I've seen him a lot in older stuff, and I think he played a great role in this movie. But well, yeah, so yeah, you're right. I mean, there is like like uh, kind of like nods to yeah, and like Shawnee Smith, uh, who plays like our heroine in this. Yeah. Um, well, see, we have that very much the 80s device of women kind of, you know, getting the balls in a situation and not uh, completely falling apart, but they become yeah. kind of like the power figure, and she kind of saves the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's best known probably these days because she's in the Saul movies. Yeah. Um, she's in a couple. Of, like, she's one, a little three. young. and She's young. She's really young in this movie, but uh, post this, like when I would see her and stuff, I've always had a really big crush on Shawnee Smith. Yeah. She's in summer school. and But to go back to the Stephen King thing, she's in the TV miniseries of The Stand. And she's in The Shining, too. Oh, she, she plays she's a, the, she's the waitress, a waitress in The yeah, Shining. In that, that TV movie, yeah. The Shining. And even the reason why I brought initially Steve, uh, Steve McQueen, uh, Stephen King up is because uh, the bad guy in The Stand's flag. Okay. And his name is Brian Flagg yeah, in yeah. the movie. So maybe I've never, ever heard anybody else's last name be Flagg. <laughs> it's very patriotic. And then also them talking about when the guys show up in suits, they're all like, you know, microorganism. Uh, and that's kind of what the whole catalyst of the stand is, that the microorganism the government made got out and it kills everybody, you know. Uh, yeah. And that's a, another, oh, spoiler, great plot twist here, which I thought was really brilliant, that in the original The Blob, which is, to a certain extent, I think still holds up. I mean, they, the 50s had a huge run of great... Uh, you know, uh, communist uh, scare of the atomic uh, nuclear bomb movie, and you have like them, Godzilla, all these things yeah, of, yeah. of us doing atom testing, and the blob 
is kind of the fear of the you know of, of uh, outer space and and you have the blob is basically you know it, it's the, it's the original movie is the same kind of thing as this where it falls to earth on a meteor and some homeless guy finds it gets on his hand uh, Steve McQueen's character finds him with his girlfriend yeah. they're going to the movies they take him to the doctor's office kills the doctor gets out and then basically it runs amok into town with the plot points of the uh, diner the climax the end there in the diner and the big movie theater uh, spectacle yeah. so they're really paying homages to the original yeah I mean in classic. And it, you know, I guess in classic fifties sci-fi horror, and then also kind of in a lot of in a classic Stephen King kind of way. When you think of uh, things like Silver Bullet or, or even Cujo, or whatever, we do have like this small town America. Yeah, you know, which you kind of reference a little bit, uh, thinking you know, relating it to like Monster Squad or whatever. Um, a lot of, a lot of times set in Maine. Because he's from yeah, up there. Hey, but he grew up also. That's his era. EC Comics, yeah. Creep Show, which he played homage to. So in those here, movies. I don't know if we're supposed. I mean, I don't know if we know where this is supposed. They say to be. it's Colorado. They said yeah, because it's like a, it's like because it's close enough to California. Because he does say he reference. I want that body brought to Santa Barbara right? or Santa Monica. I forget where he references. Uh, and it is, the and the, it becomes a major plot point in that this is like a ski town in the off season. Mm. So that like once the skiers come, once the ski season starts, it's going to be full, and then there's like a snow making. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting device because they're saying like this. It may break this town because last year they didn't get any snow, so yeah, they really yeah. need the ski season. And I guess the reason there is a real town in Colorado, but when they went to shoot this in the fall, I guess of '87, it was already covered in snow. So they went and shot it in Louisiana, in uh, Abbeville, which is I guess just a coincidence. The names are so familiar. Yeah, you know. But so we have this small town, uh, kind of USA, and this meteor that. At least that's what we think it is. Uh, in this movie, falls and, and you kind of uh, talked about the the plot points. Um, so it's like that interruption of this small town. I mean, it's it's a classic convention for this yeah. kind of movie. You know, and also you you have the the, the teen aspect of like you know you're going through the teen the teen uh, you know. Uh, angst of the time or what they're going through and you have the you know the archetype yeah we, we, the we kind of open on like the, a high school football game and shawnee smith plays the cheerleader and the guy that plays paul they're they, him and his buddy are football players and then we kind of juxtapose that with the kevin dillon character who's kind of the bad boy of the town he wears a leather jacket he has a monstrous mullet rides a motorcycle um Works or at least is friendly with the garage people. Yeah, he's always on the sheriff's radar because he's just turning eighteen. He's just turning eighteen, and then no more juvie. He's yeah. gonna be. He'll be an adult. And uh, uh, I don't know if it's another reference to McQueen, but he's he's dry. He's riding different model Triumph uh, Tiger bikes, and McQueen owned a lot of Triumphs through his life, and that was his kind of brand. So maybe that could be a reference to, to McQueen as well. And he's trying to jump that. That's like his, <laughs> he's, there's like a bridge. There's that, like a little bridge. Yeah. It's like a wooden bridge. That's it looks broke. like it's just a trail maybe or yeah, something. Yeah. And, he, and that's his like, his thing. He wants to try to, you know, that's his thing. He's trying to, you know, jump that, do that evil Knievel over the And then, the spoiler bridge. alert. He ends up doing it. He does it to get, yeah, to get it out of there. But uh, the movie, it, it, so, it, the, the, so we talked about the original uh, Blob plot 1958 this yeah. alien drops outer space down. drops down so Homeless man now finds it, yeah. tell us about like how now how do we re- veer for 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 a ninth for an 80s america 
well, they turn it into it's biological. It's or a biological. Well, you find through a lot of uh, cleverly hid exposition when um, <laughs> uh, what's his face, Kevin Dillon is listening in that that when when the uh, when the guys in suits, which I always found their their la- their hazmat suits very freaky because they have the light. They're built lit. In. I can't imagine that they can see anything. Yeah. outside. <laughs> and they're, they're lit <laughs> ominously because for me it always scared the shit out of me. Again, going back to when I saw it in the theater, because when the um, the guy at the end, Emerson, uh, uh, or not Emerson, the, 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 the man who played uh, the, the, the guy who ended up, the, the African-American who ends up getting killed. Dr. Meadows? Yeah, Dr. Meadows, how he's killed, and you know, he's, hold, he's holding the M16, yeah. and you see his face lit, and then you see the blob come up and grab his face, and then it snaps the M16, the yeah. force. That character is played, he's an older black gentleman. Um, for me, he'll always be... Crossroads. <laughs> he's in Crossroads. He's played by Joe Sanaka. Yeah. Uh, he plays Willie Brown in yeah. one of my uh, Ralph movie, Macchio favorites. In one of my favorite Ralph Macchio uh, Steve I movies. <laughs> Classic. That yeah, is yeah. sleepover. That sleepover movie. I you know, I've never, never seen it for some reason. That that's one that went under the radar for me. And I, I assume it must be post Karate Kid. I for think Ralph Macchio, Walter right? Hill directed it. I mean, it's a, it is right up our alley. And it's it's so, the whole uh, thing about uh, what's his face, Robert Johnson. You're supposed to. Yeah, people don't I know. mean, we don't want to get too off this topic. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. like Robert Johnson recorded 29 songs. There's all at least then there was always this rumor that he had he had he had written a 30th song and never recorded it. Oh, I don't know that. So Ralph Macchio oh, that's is a, that's he's, he plays a blues lover who's in like Juilliard or whatever for classic guitar he finds this black guy in like a in like an old person's like a rest home it's a rest like home a but it's like home? but it's like a for it is but it no but it's for like uh p- f- like prisoners oh okay so it's like like it's real like, like low low security yeah yeah but it is like, like, like willie farm. brown had done something and he goes and he finds this guy which is a reference to the to the to the robert johnson because you know i'm going down and they're going to see my friend Willie Brown. Ain't that lyric? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why he he puts those two, to, two together. Willie Brown says, "You break me out of here. You take me back to Mississippi, and I'll I'll teach you yeah. the thirtieth." And the mythos, quickly, so we can get off this. Robert Johnson is that that you know he was a wasn't he was just a regular guitar player. He went away for a year, came back, and he was like a virtuoso. And people were like, "How did you learn?" And the 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 urban uh, myth or whatever it is is that he went to the crossroads, and that's supposedly where you can find the devil. And he went down to the crossroads, found the devil, sold his soul to learn how to play yeah. the, the guitar. No, so there's a lot of crossroads, blues, um, hellhound on my trail. There's yeah. a lot of references to like. If you want to find the devil, you go to the crossroads. <laughs> you go down to the crossroads. And I forget, and, and they can actually pin it to. There is, I forget, in blues lore, there is a crossroads that, that, that they say that Robert yeah. Dustin went down to maybe in old, old Mississippi. The old well, Delta. anyway, so. So we digress. You so love this, him. So this doctor. So the hazmat Dr. Suits, Meadows yeah, plays. Willie Brown in the Jamie Gertz Ralph Macchio classic. So the meteor, it turns out to be it's a government thing, and, and it's here we go again with the evil government. With the eighties, we hate we hate the government. Yeah, uh, we have the government showing up again because I I kept reminiscing about our past casts. We have Flat and Navigator. NASA shows up with the NASA Army that we never knew they even had, and uh, you know they have really kind of ominous things for him and Navigator in this one now. This 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 government's yeah, really well, here's something evil. Uh, you know I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, this movie has little tropes, as you would say, that I think are familiar to us at that time because of previous movies. Mm. So I feel like the effects-wise stuff is very reminiscent of The Thing in a lot of ways. Yeah, a lot of John Carpenter's The Thing. Projection, a lot but of like, I feel like work. they can set up the hazmat suit thing, uh, this device, 
and give us an immediate emotional response. The E.T.? E.T., maybe Close Encounters, especially E.T. Like, yeah. I feel like it's because of E.T. that they can show up like that, and we're immediately like, whoa, <laughs> I also feel like that there was an era, especially, I guess, pretty much, for me, the 50s, and it always ended up being the 50s monster movies. I don't think the blob had this. I don't recall when they had the stand at the diner at the end <clears throat> that the army is so much there. I might be wrong, but certainly with them, them... The, the ants, the army's fighting it, but yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the army's usually the good guys. But by the time you get to the 80s, we, for some reason, have learned post-Watergate, post 60s, 70s, that we don't trust the army. So we have this whole huge theme where the army's, you know, out for their own kind of thing, and, you know, Cold War communism, we're fighting the Russians, we're fighting, uh, what's-his-face, um, who was uh, the, the uh, Gorbachev at the time, and the government's out to, you know, for their own. And so that's a huge theme here where, like, in E.T. and Close Encounters, you don't trust the government. So when they show up, you know, yeah. it's never really going to be good. So we have our, our mind has changed where it's just guys, the army, like, you know, in, in, in green, you know, uh, National Guardsmen with running around with M16s or Thompsons in the 50s uh, who are here to help. Versus now they're coming in hazmat suits in the dark at night. It's very secretive because, you know, since the 40s, we've thinking they, we've, they've been talking to aliens uh, from Roswell in, in the 60s in Pennsylvania. So it's like now the government's not to be trusted. And then they just show up. And, of course, they're like, yeah, we're here to help. Yeah, we're here to help. You know, as opposed to yeah, all the exposition where, where they when they're loading up the what we thought was an asteroid, we actually see it's a satellite. Mm-hmm. And that's a freaking awesome device where it's like yeah, it's, it's yeah. a satellite it's it's almost like we've again referenced in another one of our Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers cast where in the 80s there was a Star Wars program where not, no, it, the name is related to the Lucas movie but it was to, it was a uh, going to be a laser program so if, intercontinental thank you ballistic missiles were to be fired from Russia we'd be able to shoot them off and, and, and destroy them before they made land so we have these satellites that are up in the air to protect us and this is one of these satellites that are just floating around that i guess if we were to go to war this is like a biological thing they can drop on any country and for some reason something happens the thing shits out and lands in colorado and then the thing starts and there's a huge distinction between the blob the alien blob of the 50s and this blob where the alien blob in the 50s it's slugging around uh it's it's very much a, a redder blob like the visual color of it but as it eats people, it's getting bigger, and it's very much just like an ominous, like you know, it's, it's very much like I guess like a yeah, like a Frankenstein-ish, like Karloff, very yeah. slow. It's more like an unstoppable, yeah, f- slow force. And as it gets, uh, it eats whatever gets bigger. Where this blob is like very menacing, very. It seems like it knows what it's doing. It yeah. ha- it has, of course, the scary noises that we hear from like either Invasion of the Body Snatchers or John Carpenter's The Thing. It's making these horrible sounds uh it is using people almost as like um hosts which the original blob didn't do will kind of hide in a person to jump out also it has these tentacles which weren't the original blob which is very much i think almost like carpenter's the thing where it's, it's grabbing people pulling them in it's getting bigger and it also seems to also have the thing like the John Carpenter's the thing had where you can cut it in half and it can be kind of like a like uh, autonomous kind of a, yeah 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 um, you know if you could if you wanted to look at it um, from like a analytical standpoint you you know I'm sure 50s we always think of the science fiction horror aspects of the kind of movies we're talking about from the 50s being um, 
for the most part, Cold War driven. Whether yeah. it's the, the fear of the nuclear, you know, the... Holocaust. F- yeah, the fear of what we're doing with nuclear bombs, which, for, you know, obviously ended World War II, but also, you know, we're building these nuclear bombs so that we could fight Russia if we ever needed it to, or, the, or communism. You know, it's all about communism, and I'm sure that you could make the parallel of the blob being some kind of, you know, metaphor for, like communist ideology <laughs> in yeah. some way it's coming it's this big unstoppable force it's it, going to take it, you over it kind of consumes you it's it's also and interesting when you get into the 80s um with this hiding in the body thing i mean wouldn't be surprised if somebody would make the argument that aids well, of course is maybe a uh, you know and that's kind of what they kind of say also about john carpenter's the thing too, yeah so it's, it's, you can't it's, see it, it's you don't tricky know. because the thing is so early it's right it's around tough the, to know if it's intentional or not um, that's kind of when the first kind of uh, uh, patients coming out that had HIV were kind of around the 81, 82, 83. Yeah. Uh, the original Blob uh, was on a double bill with a movie called I Married a Monster from Outer Space. And, of course, that movie is what it sounds like. So there was also a fear of, like you're saying, about people being communists, but also maybe homosexuality or whatever. Certainly with the McCarthyism at the time, people were thinking you're a communist or whatever. So there was a fear that, you know, there was someone close to you that you didn't know was actually like invasion of the body snatchers, that it wasn't who they say they are. They're either a communist, they could be homosexual, they could be a freaking alien, uh, <laughs> yeah, quite yeah. literally. So it's but, like... yeah. So exactly. like what you're saying here, like the blob is this huge metaphor, but where this blob in the 80s, they're not so much taking over the people, they're just hiding in the carcass, and then they, they, he hides and makes his attack, and there's some pretty sweet special effects, I mean. Well, that's the thing, this movie, what's, I think what was most scarred the shit out of shocking and kind of pleasantly surprising about this movie is how fucking awesome it is when it comes to the effects i you know and it's it's quite surprising again i don't think uh we brought this up last week when we did tim burton's batman i don't think there's any really any cgi in the movie there's a lot of rear screen like almost there's a part where, where they're where they're running through the um i think either the alleyway from the diner or in the diner where you see this sweet rear screen projection of like them in front like probably like just like yeah, on yeah. like a uh, treadmill and then them and it was like I was like I was almost like yeah, yeah, yeah. back screen projection it's either back yeah. screen or matted in or something yeah but uh, with with uh, miniature work yeah there's some great miniature work going on in it um, uh, and some of it was actually really good like the the the, the scenes in the cinema you know maybe because of the strobe effect as well and 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 then the mixed with the practical uh, special effects of the blob itself and you know them killing these people it's just like it worked really well and especially like i say the cinema with the strobe effect you can't really tell yeah that you know what's miniature what's practical what's whatever when he's grabbing people and people are getting drawn up or they're stuck in the i mean that is freaking freaky yeah we should say that uh tony gardner uh is labeled as doing the being kind of the head of the me- the makeup effects part of it and he's worked on everything um maybe not in kind of a super uh, visor type role, but he's he worked on Lost Boys, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, Freaked, Nice, uh, <laughs> Nightbreed, Sleepwalkers. He worked on a lot of Rick Baker stuff nice. as, as like being an assistant or whatever to to Baker. He also worked uh, with Stan Winston on Aliens, uh, so he did a lot of what would be considered the makeup effects. But uh, Lyle Conway would kind of supervised the creature effects stuff, and he's a guy that seemed to work a lot with. Um, uh, Henson and stuff because he worked on Dark Jim Crystal Henson. and The Muppet Show and The Great Muppet Caper and Little Shop of Horrors doing puppets, uh, building puppets, uh, Return 
Return to Oz, which I know is one of your favorites. Freaky. It's another one I think we should cover here. <laughs> totally, totally. And then uh, there's a company called Dream Quest Images who probably did a lot of the miniature the visual. Uh, and the uh, the matting and the some of the more visual the effects. The optical printing of like the, the yeah. live action actors behind the, the, the miniature work. And the, the, those guys, that company, again, everything from Escape to New York and Dreamscape and E.T. to Gremlins, Predator... Lost Boys, Total Recall, The Fly, Abyss, Exorcist 3, one of my favorites. All the way up through like Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. So these are guys that uh, have worked on so many movies before and after. And I just think that it is like a beautiful marriage between the three of everything coming, coming together in this amazing cinematic kind of display of, of effects and like cinematic trickery. Yeah, I mean... Uh you, you first see the when you first see the blob and, and you know this is something like I was yelling at the screen where it's like haven't we learned from either uh, Stephen King's yeah. short and creep show that's enough <laughs> you know <laughs> shut up <laughs> you know haven't we learned from either Stephen King's creep show or the first blob movie you don't take a stick and start poking shit that's falling down from outer space you know and it gets on the the, the, the guy's hand the, the, they call him can man which may be another reference to the, to the trash can man from the stand and he goes to chop his arm off in front of Matt Dillon to get it off and the, the thing which is the blob must be smart enough to realize yeah, what he's yeah. doing because it, it automatically goes right over it to try to you know yeah. and then to the effect where we see him in the doctor's office and he's, he's lost his whole body and then the kid Paul getting killed and it falls out on Paul and then when she gets the they reveal that you know the things inside of them, and that's kind of like the cover I've been seeing lately of the. Um, of oh, the it's blob him movie. inside the blob. Yeah, yeah, and that is horrifying. It is. It is you know, absolutely horrifying. He did him, you know, him melting away. He's still alive, and that's another thing. It's, it's amazing. Like, what a think. Just think of take a second and just think about that image. Yeah, like you know, that scene. She's trying, and I heard that it, that they used her first take because she didn't realize that. I mean, there, it took like. How many people to, to 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 work the thing, and then he's actually they had, did live casts of the actor to have him inside, but I think he was inside there, and she didn't realize that like her first reaction was the reaction they used, and of course you know his hands on her, and she's trying to pull his arm out, and the arm separates, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, of course yeah. she passes out, and the arm's still moving. That's all so freaky, and it's just. Uh, and then I, w- I would have thought like later on that night she would have been a little catatonic because of shock, yeah, but yeah. she's able to like wake up and have laughs and like I'm t- I'm telling you this, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that, it's like, in a way, you kind of look at that scene and you're like, all right, this is one of the first things, you know, like, how are they going to top this thing? I yeah. Mean, it, it is that kind of impressive to me. Um, yeah, him inside of it, then obviously the dummy inside kind of like melting away, being pulled in. It is, it's shocking. Yeah. And uh, and it goes on because then... then when you have the sequence of them at the cinema and they kill the projectionist, that's horrifying when he's with the yo-yo and he's like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, or then, yeah, yeah. you know, for years for me, it's scary when it was high, when, when his friend, I love the little thing where when, when he's trying to make out with the girl and he's got the, uh, he's got like a, a full bar and, and all these different rings to give the girl the rings in his, in his trunk to, 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 to mix drinks with. And that girl ends up being, she was a, uh, what's her name? Uh, Erica, um, uh, well, how are we pronouncing her last how name? How are we pronouncing her last name? Uh, we're so uh, bad Eleni- at Eliniac? Yeah, who people will best know from Under Siege or the first Under season Siege. of Baywatch. First season of Baywatch. Um, she, she, she did a Playboy. Yeah, she was a Playmate, and that's in, and then I think that was in between uh, maybe Baywatch and Under Siege because I remember her people knowing she was a Playmate. She's also, she's in E.T. 
Yeah, yeah, she is in ET. Very, it's like a no, no, no full frontal nudity like in, <laughs> like in her jumping out of the cake in um in Under Siege. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she has a little cameo, and there's another playmate who, whose name ex- escapes me, who's also in. Um, yeah, there's in this movie. There's uh, the girl. She's in the movie that they're watching at the movie theater. Oh, there's a cute blonde in that. Um, Was that the Garden Tool Massacre? Named or uh, Julie. Uh, McCullough, maybe yeah, so we're, 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 we're horrible with names. Yeah, you have you to forgive sh- us. Yeah, we picked it up. She will be best known for people out there. She played her name's Julie. She actually played a character named Julie on Growing Pains. Oh, wow. the Kirk Cameron show yeah. with, with Alan Thicke. Now, she was hired as like the nanny when they they had a baby because I guess the kids weren't being cute anymore, so they had to introduce a, a, a new baby who went from like a baby to like a toddler like went from like you know born to like six over like the summer that the show was yeah (laughs) but so she was like the babysitter and she was set up as a love interest for the kirk cameron character mike is he the one who had the friend boner or cockroach cockroach is bill cosby show and boner's the the kid who oh what's his face his son yeah walter Walter koenig yeah uh, koenig who, who who died uh, a couple of years ago? Yeah. Um, and Batman, um, he's in the he's the Joker in the Batman short. Yeah, there's a Batman short called Dead End. Yeah, maybe? Dead End. Yeah. yeah well, anyway, Joker. so she's best known for she was the love interest in Growing Pains. She plays like a, what I don't even know if I'd call it a cameo in this movie, but I think it is, and it, there's an interesting thing because she like did Playboy, and Kirk Cameron was like a born again. Christian and is still to this day extremely religious. And was he, he at the time? And, and he, yeah, he kind of discovered it while in during the show. Um, he became very religious during the show, and when she did Playboy, he had her fired. Wow! That's so like she ended up, the character just ended up like leaving Getting without saying face. goodbye or something. Um, but so she's in this character, so, as she's in this movie. So it was like. Hey, there's that girl that did Playboy. Hey, there's that girl that did <laughs> there's Playboy. That other girl, well, that other blonde that well, did when, Playboy. When the uh, the Erica character who's in the car, or her real name's Erica, uh, yeah. the the thing, the the blob. I keep referring it to the thing like it's like yeah, John Carpenter's yeah. thing. The blob hiding in her is another thing that like freaked me out in the theater. It's like you know he's, he's like hopping a field, yeah, yeah. you know. And uh, I never real. I mean, she, she seems like I always thought her breasts were aftermarket. You know, like they weren't factory installed. Yeah. Because yeah. under siege, they look. I don't know, but it seems like she's got nice you know she's well endowed there yeah. and he's copping a feel and then the thing they grabs her and I hear also that's where we get back to like there's a deleted scene of his death's a little more gorier yeah. and then it's funny that like when it leaves the car you see like it's got you know it's like shitting out it's his ring you know <laughs> so he's like giving a ring to every one of the people and I also to go back to the scene when he's buying condoms in the uh, the, the pharmacy the chemist I, I did get a chuckle out of um, the, 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 the chemist or the pharmacist who's there ends up being um What's your face is um, the dad, the dad of, of uh, Shawnee Smith. Yeah, there's a reveal where he, you know when the, when he Paul goes over her house and he's reading a paper and puts it down. It's him. He's like ribbed. And he's guy that he's yeah, another he's everything. guy that you yeah. would, you would. He's in everything. Yeah, he's he's in, he's a lot of 70s, him. 80s, 90s stuff. So uh, I think the the effects are really really good in this movie. And I guess since we're talking about actors, there's a great actor in it called uh, Del Close is his name, and he plays Reverend Jacob Meeker in the movie, and. Uh, the year before in 87 he's in Brian De Palma's The Untouchables and I guess there was a story that that Chuck Russell was on a flight back 
from maybe LA to New York, New York to LA, and he saw the Untouchables. And Meeker plays a small role in the Untouchables, where he's the guy that Capone sends to try to bribe Elliot Ness, Kevin Costner's role. And you know, he says we don't take bribes. But he he had he uh, he was rather large in that role. Yeah. And uh, and at around the same time, he for some uh, and I wouldn't say for some reason, but he had written a blob themed story for DC Comics uh, for a horror uh, anthology called Wasteland. And uh, I guess maybe Russell saw him, or they were in, they knew each other, and he hired him to be the, uh, the the Reverend. But he asked him. He said, "Listen, you know, do you think you can lose some weight for the role?" So he ended up losing 198 pounds for the role, which is kind well, of he odd. Went, no, he didn't. I don't think it was even that much. I think it was something like he weighed. Oh, 198. And he went and down he, to 173. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's a fucking shit <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some, uh, there was some story, if I recall correctly, there's some story where he was going to be acting in a play. Yeah, some reagan play. Center. And then they, they kind of were like, some maybe spoof it's going to Reagan. And it was going to maybe be poor taste, so it didn't and end up happening. So and because it didn't happen, he was He was available. in New York, and he was available to audition. Yeah. Um, and then since he wasn't going to be uh, acting in this Reagan spoof play at Lincoln Center. And so that's how he ended up... He was here, so he ended up going in for an audition And for it's weird that the... His... Uh, they talk about, like, his makeup effects. Uh, it, it took five and a half hours for scenes of when he gets burnt, and then seven and a half hours for, for the, the, the scenes where his burns, like, in the last scene. Yeah, yeah. And that seems quite intensive for that, but I don't know. Maybe it's the time or how good they were. I thought they were quite good. I didn't really see too much of the burned... It was too quick for me at yeah, the end yeah, to yeah. see the burn stuff, but the very end where like the little coda, the last scene where they're like in one of these um, revival tents that he's traveling around the countryside, which I freaking love. Yeah, and he's, it's, a, it's a, such a great ending. Yeah, and that's another one that I remembered too. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna kill us all. Um, he seemed to me. You brought um, uh, Exorcist three up. He, it seems very much like George C. Scott there from like yeah, yeah. from freaking what's it? Fire? Not Firewalker. That's Chuck Norris. The Firestarter. Um, Firestarter. He seemed very much like. Because I think doesn't he's burned, yeah. Yeah, and doesn't he have like one eye too? I think he's got like the one white eye. He's got like know. he's got maybe like a, a patchy wears or something. You oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he because remember he it's infiltrates been a long time his, since yeah, I've seen that movie. and he's trying to like befriend her as the janitor in, in wherever they take her. <laughs> you know, he's like, don't worry, kid. You know, and it's like so he to me he had like very much shades of George God C. Scott. I love George. C. Who Scott? doesn't love George C. Scott? Why he was not in more stuff. I mean, I guess there there are people who don't love George C. Scott, but maybe who, it's who because could not love George C. Scott. I, I think it's because people don't realize that they love. George George C. Scott. There's a love. We're all born with a love for George C. Scott. It's inherent. Yeah. It sounds us. like we're doing a commercial. It's yeah. It's there, but it's just a matter of being able to bring that to fruition by seeing you know either his early work, Anatomy of a Murder, The Hustler. He's great in Doctor Strange. Love. Why then, isn't he in this movie? I don't know. Maybe they couldn't get him. I mean, maybe he was doing. Uh, no, I guess Fire Fire Starter was in '85 or whatever. But we love his run of movies where he's in The Changeling, he's in uh, freaking Hardcore, uh, he's great in Firestarter, you said Exorcist 3. Exorcist 3 is a favorite. You know, he was a real bruiser in real life, you know, he's a, he's quite a tough guy, so he's he's freaking, he brings it all. God bless George yeah, C. Scott. God bless George C. Scott. There's a lot of people we got blessed. Darren McAvin, George <laughs> C. Scott, uh, Ernest Borgnine here, our patron, uh, uh, what's, uh, what's his name? Um... Uh, Wilfred Brimley, Wilfred Brimley, who's still with us, thank God. But still, God bless him. God bless him, just the same. Um, George, uh, Charles Durning, who's also <laughs> passed away. But anyway, uh, he he was very much uh, looking like George C. Scott to me in that final scene. And that scene is terrifying. Right? That is, you know, he he it's, kind of 
It's got that uh, great end of the end of the world doom. Yeah. It's such a what a awesome device. Whoever, yeah. Whichever one of them came up with that. Damn For if you haven't seen it, be, movie ends. Everything's great. There, everyone's hugging. You well, know, I'm gonna be your girlfriend now. Great. And then it cuts to. It doesn't even say how much time later. No, it just it? it just fades up to. You just to see like a court in the like middle a cornfield. Of the field. Yeah, yeah, and you see one of these tents because like you know a lot of these preachers. Uh, during the depression, just to to to, to uh, be able to go from town to town, they would they would put a tent up and they'd have some sort of revival meeting yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And it's well, it's there's a little bit of that, that going on in, um, if I recall correctly, the first season of uh, True Detective. I think it's a little bit of that going on. Yeah, they're doing that, and, and I mean it's a great device. Night of the Hunter, I would yeah. Bring so up. we come That's up and we, we see him. Uh, he's having a meeting as a preacher. He's a he's like the reverend or whatever in the town. We see him take some frozen bits of the. Of the, of the blob and put it in a jar, and I don't think he even realizes. He just he's like, oh, you know, I, I don't, I don't think he realizes what yeah, it is. Yeah. And then after he gets burned, because he's he's kind of through the movie. I I don't see. There's a lot of things where, like you say, maybe they've deleted stuff or there's yeah, yeah. there's semi holes like like the the little kid's brother who's a movie theater who works at the theater. He kind of like disappears once he tells them like you know they they're down in the sewers. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's yeah. like you know I don't know what happens to him, but. It seems like there was a little more with the Reverend's character, where after he's burned and he served, they they, they kind of save him. I guess his t- faith was tested, and now he's moved on, and now he's like, I guess the story we're supposed to surmise is that he's going now and he's preaching the end of the world, and he's in a tent with with like a, a big African American congregation, and they're they're looking at him like they're frightened, but they're listening to him probably yeah, because yeah. he's horrifically star- scarred. He's got like a he's wearing glasses, one's blacked out, and when he's done with the sermon, like, you know, the, the end of the world is near, as it says in the rela- uh, revelations, he goes back and he's having some whiskey and he's, you know, he's sweating. And one of the, this really lovely older African-American woman walks back to her and she's like, Reverend, how are we to know? What's the sign? And, and yeah. you know, he's, he's taking his glasses off and we see his white eye and he, he turns around and he's like, when the Lord gives me the, the signal and he holds up into frame and it's a great one of these, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. double ex- uh, like optical prints <laughs> where it's, he's holding like up the glass jar and holding a, the jar, like a claymation. And uh, inside of it is blob. the fucking, the, the blob is, uh, it's, it's freaking thought out and it's in there like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's freaky. It's, it's freaky, like freaky basically dicky. saying that when he's, when the Lord tells him he's going to unleash the thing. Yeah. He's going to, he's basically going to be, it's going to be like the stand. So, uh, I think he played a great role in this movie and a lot of, there's a lot of like little guys, um, there's the, little guys. there's the guy in the movie, uh, Paul McCrane, who I've only seen in two movies. He plays Deputy Bill Briggs in it. He's in Robocop from 87. Yeah. I've only he's seen him in fame. that. fame. Is he in fame? <laughs> yeah, he's okay. like the, one of the lead characters. And oddly enough, he was just then, to tie it all back to like the Stephen King thing, Yeah, he was just in like an episode of Under the Dome this season. Okay. so That's nice he's getting some work again. Uh so yeah, he's and there's a lot of like great little um, Candy Clark who plays Fran who works at the diner. She's yeah. in Q the Winged Serpent. She's in Blue Thunder. She's in Amityville Three. Thunder, nice. And we were just uh, talking working, about she 3D. was in uh, Zodiac, so she's still kind of working. She's um, a cutie, and she there was like a kind of a love interest with her and Herb there, and that's the the re- revelation when she gets you know when they all get killed and they goes down to the diner. Did you spot? Uh, did you spot? Um, remember when they're in the sewer? Yeah. And they come across the, the guy, the, the guy whose thing is broken, he's and, he's, out. and he's got like, yeah. the rocket launcher. Yeah, he's do you got know the who law. he is? No, Did no. you recognize who he was? He he looks very familiar. He was uh, he's he plays like the hitchhiker in in Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. And he's he, not the same one. And he plays no, and then he plays. Um, so he's the one with the freaking. Uh, 
he's the one with the thing on his head. Yeah, and then but he's and then he's in the Rob Zombie movies. He's in all those like Devil's Rejects and stuff. But he's not the uh, that hitchhiker guy changes from the original Toe Pooper to the second yeah, one. He plays Chop Top. Oh, because by that time he got run over by the semi into the <laughs> yeah, first one. Yeah. Now he's got like the the metal plates that he's using. With, what is he heating? He's freaking heating like uh, uh, <laughs> like hangers, hangers, and he's itching with the heater. Oh, Bill Mosley is his name, and I feel like Tom. He's Haney in. The, he plays effects. Johnny in the remake of Night of the Living Dead. When oh your come on, is that Johnny? Yeah. Oh wow, I guess that I can see. So here that. he plays a very tiny little part, but yeah. then he becomes. And he's great in it. He's really awesome in that that role. You know, uh, but he goes on to be like car royalty. I mean, he's in the, he's in the the all those Rob Zombie movies. Yeah. And, um, but it's it's funny that like you know they. They escape the theater they, from the blob. They get down into the... She, she, again, becomes the empowered woman to save her brother. She runs in while everyone's running out. She finds her, her brother and his friend. His friend's a little dick, kind of. I got the impression. And it's funny, again, 80s young kids being perverts. Uh, when they're watching the movie, isn't the kid like, look at the rack on her? <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's going back to how we always think this well, 80s thing. Well, with, it's very sleepover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, as we've said, and... Uh, you know, there is a whole sector of sleepover movies that we have not yet touched upon. Touched upon, which is like the movies you just rent because you think there's going to be boobs. In yeah, it. and usually you rent sometimes alone because you're going to rub one out. <laughs> I don't know if you if you rent them with friends. Or maybe Depends you do how old you are. Also, yeah. Uh, uh, but he's they they escape into the sewer and then the, uh, surprising. I thought it was quite ballsy. That little kid that I said was like a douche bites it. You know, and I was like, "Wow, that's fucking surprising." They went that far, and they actually killed the kid. Oh yeah, you know he's, I mean? and that that death is very because he comes up and he's very much like the, the guy from Paul. RoboCop. Oh, oh, yeah, the toxic. You mean uh, the, after he's like skins all waste, hanging yeah. up? <laughs> oh, man. Gets he's like, get away from me, man! But yeah. he comes up. Isn't he like all? Sa- isn't the kid like all saggy? When yeah, he comes back it's up? very much like Paul in the doctor's office. But it, yeah, he comes up underwater, and, and she she almost tries to touch me. He's like, "Yeah, never mind. You're dead." Uh, but when they run into him, I thought he played a great role, that, that guy that you're saying, the actor who's been in all the horror movies. And then yeah. it, again, reinforces, like, uh, for me, it's, over, it's almost too much so, where the, uh, the, the, the African-American leader of the, of the government guys are like, fuck it, kill him too, they're expendable. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah, an order, yeah. Major. And then, you know, it's like, okay, you know. But, uh, and then he able, they're able to blast their way out with, like, I think they have a law or whatever it is. The other thing I want to say about the effects is that there seems to be this idea... Somebody had this like kind of amazing idea of the force of the blob, showing the force of the blob being so strong that it's like we're going to fit people into spaces that they shouldn't fit in. Oh my god! Like the cook or whatever. I cannot believe get, get sucked into the drain. They suck them into the freaking drain and it's shooting out, and they see it, and then it's like the drain's popping, and that was always again freaky, and it's like. Uh, and then Deputy Briggs gets like broken in half to be pulled through like the, another death. I remember right through, <laughs> through the little like, crack, through like the crack of like. And the you, you don't see his death coming because he kind of almost like he's a dick through the whole movie, uh, and then he kind of like like redeems himself by like, okay, I'm listening to you, Brian Flag, and then you know he ends up getting he ends up getting killed, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of great deaths that utilize that kind of that kind of uh, you know let's let's. Because there's, how else are you going to be able to drag a guy through a freaking drain? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, it's amazing, and then they get to like that behind them, and it's like an arm and a hand and a foot. Like, oh like you know, they don't God. show it like jammed into the thing, but you can totally use your imagination. Yeah, how it got it, going on how it got in there. I mean, that's an, that's a brilliant. The way they did it is pretty intense. I mean, you can tell that there's a lot of like reverse 
shooting it and then you know shooting it and then playing it in reverse to like have the head like sucked into the vent. It's probably like a rubber head that was in there that they pulled out. Yeah, and I'm sure that when also how they when they probably shot it. You look at like the framing of the sink. The sink's probably like five feet, you know, or six <laughs> feet, you know, the, the where they have it in the foreground and they're in the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's quite amazing. That was another thing that just horrified me. And, and I love that scene where she, I wish I don't know why they cut out. They say that there's a deleted scene of her. You know, they hide in in the in the walk-in freezer or the freezer. And then they completely don't worry about her anymore. Like, fuck it, we got escaped. <laughs> There's never like a thing like, oh, I hope uh, freaking Candy Clark's okay or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. And there was a deleted scene of like her running through the diner and like the the blob is like knocking the seats up. She supposedly runs to the door, realizes the door's fucking locked. You're like, shit. And then it cuts to the reverse that we see where she knocks out the window and goes into the alley. I don't know why they didn't keep that in because it didn't seem like it would have been that long. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it didn't look good or something. You know, and then... uh I, to this day, I think it's such a great reveal where she gets into the phone booth, and that's always stuck with me so horrifying. She's trying to make the call. The, the, the blob encases the booth, and she's like, is Herb there? No, he went to the diner, and he floats by. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. It's just horrifying. It's all. He's dead. Poor, poor Dale from The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess uh, I, I feel like I've hit, we've hit on all the points here. That I, it's, I, I think it, it's a great remake, I think. A lot of movies really fall flat when the remakes. I wouldn't go as far... I think I was saying before the cast that it's it's as nuanced as something like you know Invasion of the Body Snatchers that remake. It's kind of straightforward. There's some plot holes a little bit, but for the most part, it's really enjoyable. And it's almost kind of like gratifying in such a way that like it scared the living shit out of me in 1988 on that yeah. August afternoon. And it kind of still, for the most part, holds up. I would say definitely, especially effects-wise, I think it holds up great. I mean, sure, there are stuff where it's like you said, it's clearly like back rear projection or mat, or, you know, like optical matting or whatever. But at the end but, with the truck, it's you clearly like but a there model. Are but it's, th- it's there's, there's, I would say, I would be as bold to say that there is, there are effects in this movie that are every bit as good as Rob Bottin's effects in the in the thing, especially the the. The practical blob effects yeah, in yeah. the doctor's office, especially in the theater, and uh, a lot of the other ones. I mean, this blob is freaky, and this blob is a little more horrifying than the '50s, and it's done in a great way. It's it's, it's sure. they're not kind of bastardizing the original any kind of way where they're spoofing it, and they make it more menacing. Where it's like this thing does have a, I don't know, it's like the '50s blob. Uh, is it? Does it have a mind of its own? Maybe, but I think it's very, yeah, it's yeah. just an organism. It's very basic. It just wants to eat and feed and whatever. It's scared of cold. Uh, it's kryptonite is cold. Yeah, We're this one is much more sinister. Like, it, like an active predator. It's thinking. And, yeah, it's actually like it's, 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 it's figuring things out. It may be getting smarter. Uh, you know, who the hell knows? And maybe, you know, or we uh, they could have had a great sequel where like Meeker, Reverend Meeker has some sort of relationship yeah. with the blob. <laughs> you know, it's, he's like teaching it things or who, you know, who yeah. the hell knows? You know, it's uh, almost like, um, you know, uh, Frankenstein, the, the second Frankenstein, where like the other, the, the guy befriends Karloff, the Frank, Frank and the monster, and he's like talking to it, you know, and, and figuring it out. Um, on a obviously related note, but uh, more related to the original, um, I don't know how far this, where this guy's from, or how far he travels, but occasionally, if you're in the Northeast, maybe elsewhere, there is a guy. If you go to some of these lower, uh, less big, let's say that, conventions, yeah, the ones not like, you know, New York Comic Con, nothing huge, but you go sometimes to these like retro conventions or toy conventions or whatever, there is a guy that travels around with 
like a big canister full of blob from the original 1958. Oh, come on. <laughs> and what is it? It's like some kind of gum or whatever. It's from the movie. But, I mean, is it like... Um I'm, uh, the reason why I say that is because, like, I think about in the '80s there was a huge advent of like ooze for either yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters or I think even Master Universe or maybe even Star Wars had some ooze. And today that stuff would have dried right up, and that's only yeah, like 30 yeah. years ago. So is he's this got blob? like this large. You remember? Let's just say it's not this kind of container, but size-wise, remember like sometimes for Christmas or whatever you'd get like this the giant like popcorn bucket of popcorn, yeah, popcorn tins, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it has like the dividers with the different kinds of popcorn. Yeah, it's like a container that's that like big. A canister. Yeah, it's like a large container canister, and it's got like a clear like plexiglass top on it, so that you can look inside. Oh, so it's sealed. You can't go touch yeah, it. Yeah, so. you're not. Allowed to touch it's it. made out of radium and like freaking <laughs> asbestos and i believe he also has to my recollection he has oh so you've seen this i've guy. seen it in person yeah it's uh it's to behold wow um it's like when I, we went to see night of living dead what's his name russo the producer from the original he had like yeah. the actual here are the actual <laughs> prints the canisters were like wow from the original night of living dead and he has uh and i believe he has like for the miniature stuff like the outside of the um diner like the diner or the movie theater or whatever is was just like a cardboard wow. picture you know yeah. like it was like a flat two-dimensional thing that they would just have like yeah, the blob pass i mean it was and it's like people like <laughs> you know, yeah, running like, around they just they just probably freaking uh optically printed them over yeah, yeah. i mean the, the and he has i think he has like one or two of those too the original wasn't it was one of these movies that was just going to be like uh, a creature feature like a double bill uh you know driving and mcqueen at the time who wasn't I think it was before he even got his show Wanted Dead or Alive, which kind of like launched him into semi-success and gave him all the other roles. He was offered this, and he was like, eh, I want to do one of these throwaway horror movies. And at the time, like I said, they didn't think it was going to be anything. He just, he had an option like, hey, do you want to have just a, a, a straight paycheck or do you want to have some of the box office or maybe something like that? Yeah. And he just took the, you know, give me $2,000 and I'll, I'll do the movie. And I mean, I think he's good in it. Uh, I think it, it holds up well because it's shot really beautifully. It's that 50s color where everything's really rich. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like that 50s. I don't, I don't think it's Warner Brothers, but it has that Warner Brothers, you know, color. And it also, again, plays back to the rebel, you know, the rebel kids that we've been saying since the Warriors cast, where it's like the, the rebellious kids in the 50s, <laughs> you know, and the yeah, sheriff's yeah. like, you know, don't you be fucking around. And then they're like, Sheriff, well, you got to believe me. There's a fucking well, I mean, he's one of, like, a, you know, he's... It would be interesting to see when that starts. Like, he might be one of the first, like, to get his start. Oh, as a... Like, as a have, like a, have, like, a part in horror. Like, like, Nicholson, like, with the Roger Corman and, like, the Terror. Yeah, or like, even, like, George Clooney's in, like, oh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. Of course, Jamie Lee Curtis is in Halloween. There becomes this, like, it's a, it's almost like a rite of passage. Well, it's almost, way. it could even, you can even say that goes back to, like, Karloff, like, getting his hit in Frankenstein because they were going to offer it to Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi's like, you want me to wear yeah, fucking but makeup? Will, Fuck off. Karloff will always be known as that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like, oh, you're saying these are people that got their start in the genre but then went on to not be kind of typecast as, yeah. as horror Yeah, people. like Peter Lorre or like a, uh, I guess even Edward G. Robinson getting, you know, cast as like a gangster or whatever or Cagney. Uh, that's true. That's interesting. But yeah, so the movie at the time was very minimal budget so you know they did throw a, uh, I mean this movie the 88 version was 
19 million the budget and they spent nine of it on the, the effects which i think you could see yeah yeah. you know and it's really well done yeah and like we said i think it holds up it's not i mean some of it you see is is dated just because you could tell yeah yeah but i you know it's, it's i think you what do you what do you want too, you know? for fuck's sake i mean come on what you but it's something for? that you know we've talked about it endless and i you know i know, never want to be like a you know broken record but you know there's something <laughs> <laughs> there's some, but there's a beauty in that. Yeah, like what you can tell. Well, that's why I was like, I was like, yeah, rear screen projection. <laughs> you know, they're running away on like a freaking you know, treadmill. <laughs> there's something very nostalgic, and, yeah. and you know, I'll take that over like shitty CGI, like shitty or even seamless CGI. Yeah. You know, it's even like the best CGI. Something yeah. about like having that hand in the foreground at the end of the movie with the jar of like the claymation blob. With him, kind yeah, of looking at that. it like. Uh, luckily, the eye line matched up. <laughs> it's funny. very um, like the thing with Carpenter. Yeah, the with thing the, with, with the, the uh, with, you know, what's what we're gonna do you last, whatever his name is. There's like, that, or there's something about the way that hand looks feels very like uh, like Indiana Jones. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe at the end of Last Crusade when the guy turns to <laughs> after he, he drinks the poorly, yeah, yeah, yeah. drinks on the wrong cup. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I think yeah. So I mean. Uh, if we go to our rating system, um, you know what? We have to also uh, bring up uh, quickly, uh, we have a new rating system because I wouldn't say we got a cease and desist from Jolt Cola, but we, <laughs> we, get, we figured we can't just keep giving if you're them. An, if you're a new listener, you'll find an older cast if you go back. It originated with, Dion always did Sleepover Stars, but for me, like Mega Jolt Cola. Yeah. For you kids out there, there used to be this cola they called Jolt Cola, and then Mega Jolt, which was like just, caf- just caffeine filled with caffeine, it's like that's, Coke. And so that was always not. We're not talking about Coca Cola. We're talking about Mega Jolt. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about real Coke. Yeah, like okay. it was like when you drank some Mega Jolt, you were it was something for 12 like hours. it was something like the equivalent, like a bottle of Mega Jolt was like the Red Bull was the yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like the original Red Bull. It was like the equivalent of like three cups of coffee. or Market something. it right for kids. Give this to, give give a freaking so it was also, it was always a sleepover staple because with you, pizza for some reason for kids it was like sleepovers you wanted to stay up all night there was something about yeah you're eating up candy night. soda and most always pizza and we we so my rating system would be like I would give the blob sleepover stars probably like three out of five or maybe three and a half maybe four yeah. out of five and then uh, Blake would do uh, Mega Joe Colas but we figured we should maybe make it a little more yeah, like, original yeah and then we were trying to like make a sleepover caffeine cola eh, that was just, just like too, too long much. it's like clunkish and then we were thinking what I think it was either G.I. Joe or Transformers the movie podcast we did on the animated movies you, you explained the backstory of Bucket of pizza. Bucket of pizza at your, <laughs> and, at your parents. Uh, uh, your, when growing up with your mom would buy so much pizza, you'd have. There was this place in Clifton Park, New York called Mama's Pizza. Yeah. And when you bought a, a, you know, a pizza from Mama's Pizza, it was a giant, like, rectangle or square pizza. And I'm talking, like, almost the size of, like, a card table. Like, I don't know how we got this. Like thing a home. yard by a yard. <laughs> It was a giant, you know, it was a big pizza. Yeah. And so we bring and you're home. feeding you're feeding your mom, you're you're feeding your stepdad and you're feeding yourself and all your friends and you'd still have leftovers. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. for some reason these pizzas were huge and it was like thick, big thick pizza. So you wouldn't you couldn't sit there and eat like, you know, five pieces of pizza or whatever. Um so there would be leftovers. So my mom had from one Halloween, like Sam's Club, Costco or whatever, a giant bucket that held junior mints 
but individually, like those little boxes that maybe have like three or four junior mints yeah. that you would then give away at Halloween. So it was like a giant bulk. Yeah. So like much like my mom would do, you she she would save everything. So it's like a plastic container. We're gonna fucking yeah. reuse this. So we now. have this bucket. Yeah. This junior mints bucket with like a table, like a top that would when that was, thing was closed, like it took force to like crack yeah. that seal to open it back. Up. <laughs> it's like you have to use a screwdriver to get that thing back. Open. You have to jimmy it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to get the crowbar, it's like a paint, you know, like a paint canister. And so when we'd have this leftover pizza, there was so much leftover pizza that she would put it in this bucket. Yeah, this junior mints bucket, and so it became this thing where, like, among my friends, like, not in some joking way, like, just. You know, in the language and uh, the lexicon of what we yeah, talked about, it would be like, "Oh, let's go over to Blake's house. We'll rent some movies. We'll, ha- you know, Blake's mom's got the bucket of pizza. We'll have some. Pizza. <laughs> we'll have a bucket of pizza." Yeah. So it became the joke of the bucket of pizza. So now my new writing system from here on, Oof. for our second year, yeah, of uh, sleepover movies because we we were so jam packed with three hours of. Uh, Batman that we even forgot to rate Batman. We didn't even rate Batman. Yeah. <laughs> we never even got to rate Batman. Yeah. So, uh, but I think you'll find that we were very fond of it. So for this movie, we're going from Mega Joe Colas, caffeine uh, colas, and we're now searching from now on, from here forth. For you, it's a decree. It's been written into an amendment into yeah, the Constitution let, let of Sleepover. Uh, so it'll be written. So it shall pass. <clears throat> it's sleep. It's a bucket piece. You're, you're giving this three and a half, four. Yeah, sleepover stars. I would totally agree. I would give this three and a half, maybe four. Yeah, bucket of pizza. And the, what is it? The quote Yul Brenner. It's, it's, uh, so it is written. So it shall pass. So what I, <laughs> I forgot what he says from Ten Commandments. Uh, so that was a big. Uh, so your so your your bucket of pizzas. So you're, that's fucking a lot of pizza. That is that is. So you're 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 rating. <laughs> this, <laughs> you're rating I never this thought thing. of it as. You're rating this thing three and a half buckets of pizza. Well, okay, then, that can feed a small army. That's like, gonna be. Uh, that's a party. Well, then okay. Well, if, then wow. we're gonna have we're gonna have to think about this. We're gonna if, have a lot of pizza. If we're gonna look at it that way, then if it was like if five sleepover stars equals one bucket of pizza. Well, like, how do you want to look at no, it? No, it's got to be bucket of, one bucket of pizza. One, one, five per star? Puff, yeah, yeah, per star. Because okay. it can't be... Because you're talking and then, about... Now you're like, getting into, into fractions. You're, you're getting into the whole... Because I was going to say, then it's, it's you know, three-fifths of a bucket yeah. of pizza. <laughs> that's not... Let's not get into fractions. I'm never good at math, so you're not going to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it uh, four-eighths or fucking one-fourth um, or five For all you kids, you, you know, we get a lot of... Um, we get a lot of messages from people with kids. Yeah. Who or our age. Who are our age or older, yeah. who knows, or maybe a little bit younger. But it's people that there's messaging us and saying how like they like the show and they're gonna carry on the sleepover movie tradition with their kids, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. And I wanna I I wanna This movie has to be the best movie to show them. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't kids. know if I would show this one to them. It's a cautionary tale but in Dion's life. The idea is great, and I'm just gonna throw that out there. Feel free. To start the bucket of pizza. To start the bucket of pizza tradition with your kids. You gotta find a bucket though. <laughs> find a nice big bucket. A, fill a, that baby with pizza. And after last week's Batman, where where again we had to put a disclaimer and we neither condone nor endorse oh anybody eating. That was a mistake. Do you know that I I had a uh, I had a burning in my. I know there was like a numbness burn. <laughs> Spoiler alert, because this is this something is that true. Ha- this is something that happens at the end of the Batman cast, which is the cast before this one. For our anniversary, we did Tim Burton's Batman. I went to a retro a retro con outside of Philadelphia, which is where not this year, but the one when I went to it last year is where I met the guy who had the blob. So oh. it all ties together. Wow. Here. Okay. 
Yeah. At RetroCon, I bought an unopened box of Batman cereal from 1989. And not only that was, I guess at the time they were, um, which you can go back and look at the the posting we have pictures of where they had a uh, they they had shrink wrapped it because you were getting with the box as well a like a bust coin from like bank. His, yeah a plastic Batman coin bank you can put your coins in so it's like from his waist up so yeah. that was shrink wrapped next to the box so. Blake for what ten dollars, right? Or you, 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 I you talked him down to eight. You talked him down to eight <laughs> for eight bucks. I bought an open, an open shrink wrap. So he brings this thing and he's like, "We're gonna eat this." Are you down? I was like, "Okay, all right, man." And we opened it up on the cast and we ate quite a bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little carried away, and it got to the point where we felt so like almost on the verge of going to the hospital afterward. We had to put a disclaimer in, like, "Listen, we don't want people to actually go replicate this." It was. Totally not a good idea. Yeah, because the plastic, if you go research it, the, 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 since it was still sealed, the plastic that the the, the marshmallow or whatever the, the whatever the cereal was yeah, it's like kind of de- degraded. Yeah, they, they tasted very plasticky and kind of disgusting, but afterwards it was like we had this rotten taste Weird. in our mouths. And I, uh, uh, we, we went our separate ways. I went and ate. I still had it in my mouth after eating. And it was kind of like unsettling, and uh, that's why I suggest, and you readily agreed, we should yeah, put a like disclaimer the in the you, cast. The minute you texted me, you're like, we did, we should put a disclaimer up. I was like, I was thinking exactly the same thing. And <laughs> like, I was about to text you, me, <laughs> like, we should put a disclaimer Because we don't want anybody having to go to the hospital <laughs> and get their stomach pumped because of us. Because it was a mistake. You know, because who the hell knows? Basically, like we said last week, we ate something that was a quarter of a century old. Okay, so we don't want you going out there trying to find food that's a quarter century old. Like, oh, let's eat some Slimer or freaking shit. I was surprised that I didn't get sick afterwards. And why we ate so much of it, I'll never know. But that's what we happens on it. a sleepover. Yeah, that's we're, what, you know, like, and you're, it's late. You're kind of delirious. You'll see the pictures of it. Like, sun coming up. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in New York City, uh, and we ate, we ate a cast. So, point is, if you're going to do this bucket of pizza, make sure you're getting a bucket if you're going to reuse it that's sanitary. It's not going to melt, or it's microwavably safe. <laughs> well, you don't need to. You don't need to put it in the microwave. Yeah, don't even don't don't get a a, t- a metal tin that's going to like <laughs> rust. You know, you just make sure you're be safe with your buckets. Yeah, with your buckets. That's a little disclaimer. Yeah, a little uh, little little one to grow on. Dun dun. So you know, just remember that. So um, we're going set. So so it shall be written. So it shall pass. There it is. So it shall buckets pass. of pizza. Buckets of pizza. So three you're giving it three and a half. I'm giving it. Three and a half to maybe four sleepover stars. Probably three point five. A good solid three point five. It's solid. It is. It is. Uh, it was great fun. Yeah. An awesome sleepover movie. Um. Uh, thank you, Jordan, for recommending that we do it. Yeah. And because uh, the minute think... the minute I read it, I was like, oh, that's a, that is one for that's one for us to do. Yeah. And then it, it it kind of and then also with the very end, the um, like we said, the uh, you know they they kill the thing, uh, they kill the blobs. Uh, spoiler, and they the get the snow. The, yeah, got the thing on the brain. I know, I got the thing on the brain, and because uh, they're interchangeable, that's a great double feature right there. <laughs> that is a double. Speaking of double features, oh yeah, we ha- we have our <laughs> but at the end of it. It's nice. Let's lend that, that that right before that last scene with the preacher uh, Meeker in the middle of the South. They 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 hug and embrace, and you have snow, and it's like yeah. oh, they got the snow they wanted for the skiing season. Yeah, uh, and they're like, quick, let's get this thing into the fridge before the fucking. <laughs> 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 you know, and uh, I guess they use rock salt. They said they dyed rock salt to make it look like because it all it's cool. They, it looks like crystal. It's like yeah, all crystals yeah. and stuff. So we started this last week. We also have a new feature for, for the new year. We're, we're going on on here. Um, we have a new thing where we're we're, we're giving semi recommendations of hey, if you like this, you may like yeah. that. And it's like, uh, you know, people would do, what, uh, double features, triple features, maybe, if you were ballsy at sleepovers. Yeah, we're th- we're t- the idea was kind of like curating a sl- the, the, the perfect sleepover. Now, we had a, we haven't, we used to, we used to do an article, but I would call it five for five, five, 
five movies for five dollars, and that's kind of it's a similar uh, thing. And we might still continue doing that because yeah, the video stores you get that you get a deal. You get a kinda, deal. You know, for like, five dollars, you get five movies for five days or yeah. whatever. That's how Captain Video. Yeah, and Tommy Kays <laughs> would do that too. And we're you know, a special so deal. Like, yeah, but so five is probably like, never new releases. Though. Five <laughs> is tough to do in one in one night. I think. Yeah, because you have to be really disciplined. You know, to be like no fooling yeah. around. In you between are movies. a sleepover veteran and fanatic. Getting back to our fanatic word. Imagine going up to a famous guy and like, I'm one of your fanatics. <laughs> no, you're a fan, man. Get away I'm from me. I'm a fanatic. Yeah, I watch everything you're in, Erica, from Playboy. <laughs> I would mispronounce her name. <laughs> I've seen your breasts from <laughs> under siege to Playboy to through that shirt in uh, freaking Baywatch. But anyway, um, we what are we settling on? One apiece? For, for yeah, well, you know, sometimes it'll be you'll pick one, sometimes I'll pick one. Because but, it's but hard, because if we're also taking this, if you're going off the, 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 the yeah. jump start, if you're using this to be the catalyst, the blah, okay, yeah. I'm going to so, so, like, the move, like, what would be two, because we, you know, we could sit here and list a million movies, but the challenge is to pick the two right movies. We got carried away with Batman. Well, we we got to be, we got to try to be more. We did, like, a baker's dozen by the end of that one. <laughs> You know, it was like Jesus, and then <laughs> that's a you're sleeping over Friday all the way to Monday. Yeah, but with you, that list, you're closing yourself off in a room with your friends, and your but uh, so we're gonna try to be disciplined. I think okay, the two we came up with, I think make a great, uh, yeah, and and I would recommend that you do blob in the middle of this. Oh, because the jump start, I see, and it depends on which way you want to go. Um, I recommend. I I think a perfect uh, movie to go along with this would be um, Fred Decker's classic Night of the Creeps from 1986. Yeah, because it's a little bit of an homage to like the 50s. It's a complete. Homage it opens. To the 50s. It opens with like a great that kind of like 50s era thing. It's a definite homage. It's a little bit more lighthearted than this. It's 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 also a uh, it's it's straight up the line of a, of a, a zombie night living dead uh, kind of like a uh, not a parody but like again an old but it's like but it's slugs from outer space alien yeah so they're actually aliens from outer space and uh, you know they're infecting you if you haven't seen it great movie night of the creeps uh, Tom it, Atkins at his finest thrill me Remember thrill he's me calling, he's calling people <laughs> up so it's had some really great moments in that movie so I think this would make that would make a good if you're going to do a try at a three night a three movie sleepover I think that would be a great movie yeah. to put on there um, and then The Blob 1988 yeah. that's got 86, 88 and then the one that you brought up I think is also perfect the John Carpenter's The Thing 1982 John Carpenter's The Thing so I would either recommend because as well that, that it, it's a shapeshifter this, that it's was, a remake it's a, it is a, one. there you go it's a remake it, it's a shapeshifter it's a it's blobbish with its the, the effects are similar yeah uh, there's a thing going on there it's an alien coming down um so you have that going on as well, I, even though this one, that's the thats the nice little... Uh, so if it was me, I don't know what your feelings, if it was me, I would do John Carpenter's The Thing. Then The Blob. And then, then The Blob, because it gets, The Blob gets a little more lighthearted, but still kind of bleak. You know, it's a little... It's not as serious. You know, it's interesting, too. Both of those movies we picked are the, the aliens are... Uh, or no, maybe the, I'm not thinking wrong. The Thing is it's encapsulated in ice. Yeah. And then the other one starts in the past, yeah. and then remember it's it's the serial killer. You, f- you see those little you <laughs> yeah, those yeah. little midget aliens running around, and then the little the slugs, little person. Sorry, I keep, I keep saying that's so bad. It's like saying retarded now. You can't say that. Uh, yeah. So and then so does that start in the past too? The the, the slugs or the slugs come down and they go into that. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. So and then anyway. Yeah. I would just recommend because that you you start off. 
if in you Antarctica, start out with a thing, Antarctica. you start off with like very bleak, end of the world, very serious, scary. Yeah, it ends in like a question. Then you go blob, very which ominous. is very, still very dark, but a little less. You know, it's a little less serious, I would yeah. say. And then the end, the last one, you're like punch drunk. And then at the end, you're like, you, you know, you sit there. It's, and it's, it's, it's very much. You could go the other way. It's Well, it's very much totally I just cheek. think you should stick that one in the middle. I think it's a good bridge. You know, like Tom Atkins, like, I got good news and bad news, <laughs> ladies. Good news is your boyfriends are here. Bad news is they're all dead. <laughs> I think, I just think the blob is a good bridge between the two. With Whichever you want to do first, Night of the Creeps or The Thing, or last I think the blob is a good bridge between those. And two we movies. wrestled with other movies too. I mean, I don't know if we do we bring. We already brought up, uh, you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but then it's too much of a leap because that's too alien. That's a little too, you know. And it's also that's really nuanced. That's, that's like a whole a other. That's movie. ten years. It's also a way different feel. Yeah, and then uh, you you said Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I think, could be a fun. You know, because they're aliens one. and they're clowns and they're from outer space. <laughs> and it's also it's got that eighties yeah, f- weird feel that you can never do again. Yeah. Anyway, you know, so so that's our the thing, Night of the Creeps. And that's uh, our that's our curated perfect yeah. sleepover. And I guess they're always going to be three. Sadly, well, not sadly, but you always have to just have that night because we're talking about the movie we're covering, and then we're saying we're each giving a, a recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so maybe you can just do well, the other two. I think that's like six hours worth of movies. I know. So that's, what I'm saying. That's, that's a, a good lot. Of, that's a lot of fucking movies. <laughs> saying you, know? you get more than that, you're going outside the sleepover realm. Yeah, you're we're talking about like, a perfect Saturday night. Yeah, you start at eight o'clock. You're done anyway. by freaking like what two in the morning? I think you, I think we're exhausted. I think we're blabbering now. Yeah, we are punch drunk. We are. We are. Um, so uh, check us out on. Uh, uh, oh, Jesus, we're on uh, Stitcher, Stitcher, iTunes, iTunes, Player FM. I noticed we're on like Pod, Podroid. Something or other. Uh, we're on f- uh, Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter at uh, at Sat Sleepovers. Uh, you and I do the sidecast on Podwits.com, which we're going to start. We're re- going to yeah start recirculating That's gonna over be here. Part part of our part of our new year, not New Year's, but our our second year our going. second year going. We're, we're going to start, start re- putting some of our older casts that were done for. Our, uh, kind of a linked site. Yeah. Podcast. Kind of how this started was that we would do podcasts for this other site that Dion is involved in. And then we... And then we kind of... This this sprouted from that. But we're going to start bringing some of those, especially the movie-themed ones, over to here as kind of to, you know, keep yeah. everybody interested. Because those are good. They're down. good. And that was really the uh, the jumping board that made us jump off into this and do this. And yeah. Thing. So you're going to start to hear some of those over here. Yeah, but you can also cast. find them over at podwits.com. Yeah. And then we're, we're at saturdaysleepovers.podwits.com. And um, are we any place else? Where where are you at? You're, you're, uh, I'm at jblakeblues.com if you want to check out some of my music. Um, we got some other things coming up and kind of a side projects that don't have to do with this, but hopefully we'll be able to announce some cool things. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us in there. And I'm at podwits.com too. I got a lot of articles, uh, podcasts as well. So, so a lot of you are coming over from uh, being fans of F This Movie. Yeah. Um, some good friends of ours over at S This Movie have been kind of promoting us over there and we appreciate it so everybody everybody that's coming from over there welcome welcome and hopefully you guys will enjoy this and become subscribers And, uh, geez, you don't have to wait long. We have next week, we have another one. We're going I know, Halloween, and October. Next week, to, 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 to tease it, to tickle your balls a little bit about it, we're, uh, we're, doing, we're going way down the alley. This is the furthest down the alley we've been. Yeah, and it might be the furthest we ever get. <laughs> uh, I mean, Maybe. We'll I mean, well, we may go a little further back. Ten years from now, when we're, st- when we're really struggling. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, we got, but not to say that we don't want to do anything old, but this is, we're really getting back to the roots, and it's fun, and this will be, this is cool, and... and 
I'm going to be surprised. Not surprised if you guys know this one, but, you know, this is a really, really freaky It'll be interesting freaky to see deaky movie. if people are willing to go with us on this ride. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I think if you're, if you're sleepover veterans, you're already there. You may not know the movie, but, of course, you know the era. Yeah, uh, it's a very different sleepover, and I think that'll be one, things, one of the things we talk about. Yeah. It's a very, like, not so much a... It's not so much a video store sleepover, like renting movie sleepover, but I feel like it's like a late night, like television sleepover. Yeah, you'd see it on TV for like say at like the Halloween season, like post you know? midnight. Yeah, they play like a freaking you know uh, uh, a marathon and stuff, and this would be something you'd pick and you. Yeah, like, you or know, like some of those classic, like, like here on MeTV, we have. Uh, yeah, uh, Svengoolie. Svengoolie. You, know, you get them. those local. Yeah, you get uh, those local horror creature hosts, features. You know, creature feature. And this is a great example of it. And we were, we, for some reason, funny enough, we were just thinking of movies to do at Halloween. We both independently came up with this. <laughs> we both thought this one might. be. And I was like, I was just thinking that too. If we were gonna go down the alley, for some reason, this was the one we both. You know why? Because it is a it is a horror movie, and it is fucked up. <laughs> it is fucked up. It is and a it's fucked up got movie. One of our favorite stars. Yeah, it. and it's and it's good. It's not. I can't really say it's bad. And, you know, and anyway. luckily it hasn't been remade yet, and really shit. If on you're it. still with us, yes. Uh, see you next week. Not even two weeks. Yeah. So I hope we're not uh, gonna overstay our welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> enough of these guys. Jesus Christ! You're every too much. Two, every two weeks was enough. Yeah. Now it, it's coming over every. Fucking Don't worry. Day. If, if every week is too much. We're getting you know, back to two weeks in November. <laughs> in November, we're going back to two weeks. So you're not going to be stuck with us for too long. Yeah, and then remember, like we said, one to grow on, don't ever eat anything that's a quarter century old. Yeah, and make sure your uh, bucket of pizza is uh, is it's microwave. It's not microwave, but just it's sanitary. You clean <laughs> that bad boy out. So, all right. Well, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Later. This is basic civil defense information from the Department of Defense, Office of Civil Defense, Washington. Especially in time of emergency, think before you act and follow instructions by responsible authorities. You may receive warning of an attack by outdoor warning systems or by radio or television or even by word of mouth. Unless local officials have instructed you otherwise, go immediately to a public fallout shelter or to your home fallout shelter. Then tune your radio to any local station that is broadcasting and listen for official information. Follow whatever instructions are given. Don't use the telephone to obtain further information and advice about the emergency. Depend on radio, as the government will be broadcasting all the information it has available. The telephone lines will be needed for official calls. Help keep them open. Let me repeat, in time of emergency, for official government information and civil defense instructions, tune your radio to any local station that is broadcasting.